Hey, welcome to the Level Up Girl podcast. We pray that today's message bless you. Let's level up, girl. Ladies, God bless you. We are super happy that you can join us tonight. Amen. It is ladies night, so I don't know if you're ready, but we are happy to be here with you guys in Level Up. Girl, we are in season one, episode five. Could you believe episode five already? How quick does time fly? Way too fast. <laughs> Way too fast. Oh my God. Ladies, I am so happy uh, to be able to join you uh, here with Fani um, in our podcast, your podcast. Uh, we always say this is uh, by women, for women. Um, I want you to understand that this is for you. So please feel at home, feel um, amongst family, um, feel free to share uh, this life with somebody, somebody that you know, that you know, that needs to listen uh, to something that's going to help them level up. Uh, we are here live uh, in episode five of season one, and uh, we want to welcome all those that are watching live and those that are going to be watching on the replay. Um, this is your podcast, so make sure that you share this. Amen. Uh, Fanny's over I'm here trouble. doing uh, um, her uh, Instagram. We are live in Instagram on both pages. Uh, she's going live now. We're also live in uh, three different uh, Facebook pages as well as she shared it on hers. Um, and then we also have uh, Twitter and YouTube as well. Um, if not, then we'll just upload it later on um that'll be fine because i have i'll have it on my uh instagram okay. but anyway ladies we are super happy that you are joining us tonight listen up if you want to be included in our raffle of the night uh the only thing you need to do to qualify is share this live if you're on facebook that way we can be able to uh pick names at the end and be able to uh do a raffle um what we're going to be doing we're, is yeah we're actually going to be doing it a little different to, uh moving forward um what we're going to do is after after we're done with the program we're going to go ahead and select um out of the ladies that um shared the the pod, the live podcast and then the following week uh during the new episode we'll announce the winners so so if you share today then we will uh, pick after this is done, and then we will announce the winners next week. Yes. So you're going to have to stay tuned if you want to know who won tonight. Um, if you shared, you qualify for the raffle. Um, some ladies, they have not taken pictures, but I'm going to request that they take pictures. Um, about four, four or five ladies received nice earrings in the mail. So if you receive earrings and you've been one of those winners, make sure you take pictures and send it to us so that we can be able to share to, uh, with the other ladies. The ladies that are waiting for the t-shirts, as soon as they're done, we will be able to uh, yes. send them out to you. We have not forgotten. Uh, we wanna give a shout out. I'm talking about a mega shout out to our Faith Squad. Those are the girls <laughs> that have committed to say, count me in every Tuesday at 8 p.m. I will be there. These people have said, you know what? I'm going to be sharing the live. I'm going to be sharing all the marketing, whether it's uh, maybe a phrase or something that we've shared. You're going to continue to share that and keep it going. Ladies, it is a pleasure. It is an honor to say hello to you tonight. Uh, we want to give a shout out to uh, Jennifer, to Jamie, Terry. Amen. 
uh, Glory Beth, and then we have some gentlemen that joined us, Harold, okay. we have uh, Apostle JC, amen, this is for ladies, but if you are a man that has a lady, <laughs> uh, wife, mother-in-law, who else? Everybody Every, and mom. Everybody and your mama <laughs> is invited to come and watch this podcast. Like we said, it's by women for women. Uh, we are here to be able to come together. We have declared this as a movement. And let me tell you, the girls have caught on to this movement. Sure we have. have received so much love from you girls. And I, I, I was just telling Fanny, it is overwhelming. All the people that we have connected with on uh, the platforms, we want to also give a shout out to uh, Marlon and my cousin Millie and uh, everybody else that's joining. Jessica, uh, where's my girl from Poughkeepsie? She is always on. Um, whoever is on right now, we just want to say thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for reaching out to us. We have received so much love. We've received mm -hmm. testimonies. Come yes, on, somebody. Have. I don't know if you understand that the Bible says that this shall be preached by testimony. Mm, come on. By the power of their testimony, they were able to overcome. I feel God just saying that. You know why? Because the 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 thing of it is, is that nobody can tell your story like you can tell your yes. story. And that's why a testimony is powerful. Demi, God bless you. Raquel, God bless you. Luz, God bless you. Daisy, God bless you. Ladies, we are so happy that you are joining us. Please continue to reach out to us. Definitely, right? yes. Um, I did want to mention as well that I know that we had uh, uh, mentioned in the previous podcast that um, we would be making a uh, group for uh, the Faith Squad. And so we want you to know that that is in the works. By tomorrow morning, it should be active. So if you're watching us right now, make sure that you jot this down. The page is going to be a Level Up Girl Faith Squad. So you can look for it tomorrow morning. It should be active. You can go ahead and send a request and we will accept it. Okay. Um, I did want to mention that those that are that are wanting to be part of this faith squad, um, there are requirements. We are asking that you please share, like uh, um, share it with anybody. If you see anything that we post, um, go ahead and, and, and share because that's the only way that this is going to um, get to other women. And we know that there is many women out there that need to hear this. Okay. So we are super happy that everyone is joining us. Terry, we will keep you in prayer. Terry is going to be taking her, her law exams tomorrow. So we will keep you in prayer that you will be able to pass it um, and ace it. Uh, we have a lot of people joining us. We have Stephanie Quinones. We have Magali Sochet. Ooh. What, what? Hey, Magali. And uh, Casa de Refugio, Florida. <laughs> Leanne, God bless you. Um, and we have many more that are joining us. Ladies, thank you so much for all your love. You really do encourage us as we encourage you. Um, this is what this movement is about. This is not about who knows more, who has experienced more. This is about you know, getting to the nitty gritty of who we are as women, understanding that we all have flaws, understanding that some of us are in a place where others have already been mm -hmm. and that we can lend our experience to help those that are in that place and don't know how to get out and maybe don't know that they're stuck. Maybe they're unconscious to the fact that they're stuck. And sometimes you just need a sister to That's just right. kind of elbow you and say, girl, you better level oh, up. Man. You better come up to level because you deserve better, because you should be doing more, because you know what? You too uh, uh, good looking. You're too intelligent. Uh, uh, you're worth too much to be where you are. 
and that is what we're doing here um, with Level Up. Yes. Yeah, so before we begin, I just want to mention what the purpose of the podcast is for those of you who may be on for the first time. Um, we just want to be to others what we maybe we didn't have um, uh, as we were going through our storms and and through hard times. And so we want to encourage women to be able to uh, level up and come up to par, right? That's right. Um, we want uh, to help you assess the damage and the ruins of mm. whatever it is that you come may on. have been going through or whatever you're in right now. Amen. Um, and then we it, it's to help you take action. Right. To do something, to move and to come up to level. Mm. And this is what Level Up Girl is all about. Because how many of you know that it's important to understand what's ruined, but it's even more important to take action That's because right. you can't stay surveying the, the land the rest of your life. You can't stay surveying the ruins for the rest of your life. And you can't even build on those ruins. So you got to assess the damage, but you got to move forward. You got to continue to take action to get out of that rut, to get yes. out of that, that uh, uh, um, I guess, stuckness, right? Yeah. Of, of just being in a place where maybe you're tired of being. And so that's what we're here for tonight. Um, we have four segments every Tuesday. Uh, Level Up Girl podcast is broken down into four segments. The first one is called entanglement. Entanglement is just scenarios. It's just, uh, I guess, uh, different things that we can talk about. Uh, things that made you be caught up in something. It could be a mindset. It could be a relationship. It could be a systematic uh, belief system. Oh my God. How many of us grew up maybe for me, for instance, I grew up in church, but I grew up in like the hardcore Pentecostal church where wearing earrings was a sin. Um, those are systematic belief systems that will get you some stuck. I mean, you wouldn't think so because I grew up in church, but those are things that can get you stuck in a thing that would not allow God to continue to work in your mind. And so those are what entanglements are. It's just things that maybe caught us up, uh, thought processes, people that we need to let go of, right? Those are entanglements, relationships, right? Um, things like that. Um, then uh, the second one is called Level Up. It is self-explanatory. We're going to challenge you to think in a different perspective. We're going to challenge you to think outside the box. And we're going to motivate you to level up, to come up to level from where you at. Whatever that is that we're talking about that day. Then we're going to run into what we call word. It's exactly what it says. We are going to go into the word, the scripture, because how many of us know that we are what we eat? Mm. And if we don't eat the word, we ain't going to become the word. Right. And sometimes we're just hungry. Mm. Mm. Mm, sometimes we're just <laughs> thirsty. Come on, that has right Jesus, there, right? Yes. Some of us are just running around thirsty because there's something that we're seeking that we cannot find anywhere else. But I'm gonna tell you that tonight. If you don't word up, you ain't gonna, you ain't gonna be about nothing. Because you know what? Only by the word we will be able to, to walk. The Bible says that the word is a lamp onto my feet. I don't know if you understand that. It lights up the pathway where I'm walking. Mm. So if you wanna walk in the dark, be my guest. But if you wanna know where you're walking, then you need the word. Right. It's a lamp onto my feet. It's a lamp onto your feet. And then lastly, we have affirmations. How many of you know that life and death are in the power of the tongue? Come on. The Bible says in Proverbs that that's where it lies. It lives in your tongue. Whatever you declare, you can bring life to the situation or you can bring death. How many of us know that there are some times that you start just 
stinking thinking and you just start talking without even thinking sometimes mm. and you kill it not in a good way because <laughs> sometimes we kill it good but sometimes we just kill it it's just dead right but today we choose to speak life come on amen my god ladies i don't know if you are ready mm, i don't come know on. if you're ready for this but come we're on. gonna jump right into the word <laughs> and today today's word is uh self-worth we're in part two of self-worth ladies i don't know um if you were word last week but i'm telling you this is so powerful so powerful that's right and so we asked we asked um ourselves who determines our self-worth oh my lord mm. Moment of silence. Real Moment quick. of silence. You better think about it, girlfriend. You better think. Come on. Who determines self-worth? That's what we talked about last week. That's what we yes. asked each other. So uh, we're going to ask you to think about it right now as we are live. Listen, this is our time. In other words, we ain't rushing. Mama rushed it last week because I was out of sync <laughs> with timing. Today, we're going to take our time. Yes. We're going to go through this. I want you to understand that this is your moment. This is our ladies' night where we come into terms with each other. There's nobody else that's going to be judging you. This is a self-examination. Amen? So go ahead. Come Think on. about that. Who determines self-worth? And so self-worth is a sense of one's own value as a human being, meaning your self-esteem. Mm -hmm. Amen. Uh, last week, we determined... It will uh, never come from an outside source. Wow. That's no, right. Nobody can ever uh, determine uh, what your worth worth is, amen, other mm. than God. That's right. Um, it has been placed within you by the almighty God. Mm -hmm. um, it is not contingent on anyone's um anyone acknowledging it. Oh, man, that, that's powerful right there. That is. I think we get stuck on that way yes. too many times. We're just waiting for somebody to acknowledge the grace in come us. Come on. Somebody to acknowledge that we are worth something. And when we get stuck on waiting for somebody to acknowledge it, you're just going to stay there. Because everybody's worried about themselves. Mm. Ain't nobody worried about acknowledging your self-worth. Right, right. Oh, my, my God. God. It does not come from outside affirmations. Mm. It is not contingent on outside affirmations. Mm. Um, you are who God says you are and no more, no less. That is so important to understand mm. that. My God, today I posted something like that. Like, yeah. um, I, I can't wait for people to celebrate me. You know, I know where I come from. Ooh. I know where I came from. And so, you know what? Some people may look at you crazy because you're celebrating your, yourself, right? But let them, because only you know where you came from. My God. Come on. And I, that's hard. That's hard. It, yeah. Because you know what? We're always waiting around for somebody to say something. Mm. And sometimes, right? I always say this about myself when I'm speaking the word and I get passionate about it. You know, people look at me like, why you, why you got to scream about it like that? I always say, you know what? My prayers has to be proportionate to the hell I came out of because I was in hell. I was living hell. And guess what? God saw me through. And I always say, but God, Terry says that too, but God, guess what? God made a way. So I can't shut up about it because you don't know what I've been through. And not to victimize myself, no, but to praise my God yes. for bringing me out of the hell that I was living. And so whenever somebody wants to look at you, right, and, and see how crazy you praise God and see, you know, how you walking for Jesus the right way. Mm -hmm. And they want to go ahead and, and, and come and, and, and pass judgment on you because they think you crazy. That's okay. They think you crazy anyway. 
you know what? I, I might as well go and celebrate myself yes. because you don't know the trouble I've been in. <laughs> Amen. So that that's amazing. Yes. I love that. You know what what uh David says in the Bible that he encouraged his, his himself in the Lord. That's right. I love that. I yes. love that. Anytime I I'm feeling down or negative thoughts start to creep up in my mind, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I always think about that verse and it encourages me. I'm like, you know what? I don't need anybody. Come on. I can encourage myself. Mm -hmm. I can affirm myself and I and that uh gives me hope and you know, um motivates me to to not expect expect that from anybody else that's right, right? Mm. and i mean if i receive it praise god for that's it. right but i'm i'm estoy conforme I am conformed. You're conformed. It's important. It's important <laughs> to celebrate yourself, girls. You got to do that. You know, sometimes we're so scared of what people are gonna say. We're so scared uh, that people are gonna look down on us and say, "Oh my God, you're so full of yourself." It's not about being full of myself. For such a long time, I thought I was garbage. Mm. For such a long time, I didn't think I was worth anything. Today, God has made me a new person, a new creation. I'm gonna celebrate that new creation because yes. God, you know. This is so funny about uh, the creation of God. You know, when God created the world, when God created everything living and everything in it, every time he would create something, he says he created it, he stepped back, and he said, and I said it was good. So I'm telling you right now, when God created these pieces right here, these dime pieces <laughs> and those dime pieces over there, Come he on. stood back and he said, and the Lord said it was good. <laughs> Come on, somebody. You got to celebrate that. yourself. That's right. You got to celebrate yourself. And so today after uh, this is part two of uh, what we've been talking about, which is self-worth, where it comes from, who, do, who should you expect it from? You know, you got to understand that it doesn't come from the outside. It's within. And when it's within, <laughs> anybody can walk out on you and you still oh. complete anybody right. can turn around and you still okay because you know what nobody but nobody is going to be able to take away what god has placed inside of you if you know what i always say this funny you and god are majority mm. you and god are enough That's and right. when you understand that it doesn't matter who walked away exactly. it doesn't matter who doesn't affirm you it doesn't matter who doesn't celebrate you you got a faith squad right inside of you. Yep. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Ooh, that that is my faith squad. <laughs> I don't know about you, but you need to create your own faith squad. Come Amen. On. Praise the I Lord. Like that. So we, we thank God for that because it's important to understand that, you know, we are complete. We don't need nobody else to complete us. When we get married, when we have family, those people are going to complement. Yes. In other words, they come yes. beside yes. us. They make us better, mm -hmm. you know, they, they, they just, they, it's kind of like seasoning, you know, when you cook, yes. you know, that, adult, you know, <laughs> you know, you girls, I'd be using the adobo goya. I know there was controversy, but my mama still uses her adobo, you know, you seasoning, some salt that just dresses up. It's kind of mm -hmm. like makeup. You just dress it up. Yeah. You don't, you don't go crazy. You just, uh, uh, what's that? You beautify it just a little, you enlighten it, you mm. heighten the beauty just a right. little bit and so husband your children family they just heighten your beauty but you were already beautiful come on i wish i wish i had somebody i wish i had somebody here that understood that you already complete you know the people around you just compliment you and when you understand that 
that you have to have some self-love and understand where your self-worth comes from. You don't ever wait for anybody to affirm that beauty because that beauty comes from God and it comes from within because he placed it in there. So today we're going to go into the word because we got a lot to cover. Mm. So I'm going to ask you to open up your Bibles, open up your uh, um, Bible apps, whatever you have. We're going back into 2 Samuel 9. We're going for part two. It's kind of like a one-two punch. Yep. We're going to go right back into that because this is going to get good. I don't know if you're ready, but if you're ready, I want to see somebody say, you know what? I'm ready. Magali says she has a sofrito. I'm yeah. ready. I've been waiting for that sofrito for a while. <laughs> Magali, you owe me. You owe me. These these Puerto Rican ladies and this sofrito, it'd be good. They don't play about no, it. No, they don't play about this sofrito. <laughs> so, Second uh, Samuel 9, we're going to be reading 1 through 8. So, go ahead quickly. Second Samuel 9, 1 through 8. Just a little... Uh, um, I guess Q or a little bit of a, um, a Chino. Second Samuel is right after first Samuel. Pum pum pum. I'll be here all week. Thank you. <laughs> Second Samuel is after first Samuel. Uh, it's going to be second Samuel nine, one through eight. And we're going to begin the story that we read last week. We're going to continue, but this is part two. So we'll tell you what part two entails. The Bible says, David asked, is there anyone still left in the house of Saul to whom I can show kindness for Jonathan's sake? Now, there was a servant of Saul's household named Ziba. They summoned him to appear before David. And the king said to him, are you Ziba? At your service, he replied. The king asked, is there no one still alive from the house of Saul to whom I can show God's kindness? Ziba answered the king, there is still one uh, there's still a son of Jonathan. He is lame in both feet. Where is he? The king asked uh, Ziba. Uh, the king asked. Ziba answered, he is at the house of Machir, son of Amiel, in Lodabar. So King David had him uh, brought from Lodabar, from the house of Machir, son of Amiel. When Mephibosheth, son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, came to David, he bowed down to pay him honor. David Mephibosheth, at your service, he replied. Don't be afraid, David said to him, for I will surely show you kindness for the sake of your father, Jonathan. I will restore to you all the land that belonged to your grandfather, Saul, and you will always, ladies, you got to say this with me. Mm. You will always, you will always, oh my God, I feel that in, in the bottom of my soul. You will always eat at my table. Mephibosheth bowed down and said, what is your servant that you should notice a dead dog like me? Hmm. Last week we were talking about this and it got pretty hot and heavy. We were talking about that this man by the name of Mephibosheth was the grandson of King Saul, the son of King Saul's son, which was Jonathan. This boy, when he was five years old, was in the palace. And when Saul and Jonathan, his father, got killed, word came to the palace. And all of a sudden, the ladies taking care of Mephibosheth ran because she was scared. Because whenever they used to kill kids in the old times, they will kill all of his family. Mm. Why? Because if they left anybody alive, that person can claim the throne. Jeez. Oh, my God. I don't know if you're following me tonight, girl, but you better, you better get it quick. Listen to what I'm saying. Everybody had to be killed. Any any uh, males had to be killed because they can contest the throne. And so when the lady heard that they had died, she took the, the little boy and she ran. As she was running, the Bible says that she dropped them. 
The drop oh. created the paralysis. Oh my God. Jesus. I feel God in such a deep way because sometimes somebody, hmm, I don't know how many have gone through divorces, but I can tell you from my perspective, you know, the man that you stood in the altar with that said, you know what? Till death do us part in good and in bad, in sickness and in health. And he lied to you. That's a drop. Jesus. You know, the parents that were supposed to protect you when you were a little child and they left you with an uncle or a friend to go do what they needed to do. And you got raped and you got molested. Guess what? They dropped you. The best friend that said that they were going to be right by your side every day of your life through thick and thin. That they're closer than, than, than family. Those friends that then turned around and stabbed you in the back. Oh, my God. They dropped you. And so many people that come into our lives that promise to be there. Sometimes when, when I hear people say, oh, I will never leave you. Mm. I'm always going to be there for you. I get scared. I'm like, girl, don't say that. <laughs> That's like the kiss of death. Don't tell me that. Jesus. Don't tell me that. Let's just work it out. Let's, you know, let's walk it out day by day. <laughs> Every day brings a struggle. <laughs> don't tell me you're going to be with me for the rest of my life because you know what? something always happens right mm. and so we have to understand that this person that was supposed to take care of Mephibosheth was the one that caused the paralysis and many people that swore that promised that gave their word they promised that they would be there at the end ended up dropping you ended up causing a paralysis somewhere inside of you whether it be mental whether it be physical whether it be spiritual but whether it be emotional Somebody created a paralysis. And so we understand that uh, uh, when you are paralyzed, there is no communication between the brain and that area that is paralyzed. If the Bible says that he was paralyzed on both feet. In other words, his brain was not connected or sending message. There was no communication with his legs. Jesus. The funny thing is, is that he's in a place that's called Lodabar that, that uh, uh, literally means no communication. He's paralyzed him from the brain to the legs because he was crippled at the feet. He was paralyzed at the feet. No communication from, from the brain, right? The main computer to the legs. And he's in a place with no communication because mm. Lodabar means literally no communication. It means no pasture, no green pasture. So in other words, nothing grows in Lodabar. I don't know where you are right now, but if you are in Lodabar and you're Listening to the definition of what Lodabar, you, you, you gotta say to yourself, man, I've been stuck in this place. I've been stuck in Lodabar. We're stuck. We're stagnant because we can't move. We said Lodabar is no pasture, right? If nothing grows, then that means that it's barren. Barren means that you can't give birth to nothing. You can't produce nothing. Oh, my God. I wish I had somebody that said, man, I'm in Lodabar, and I've been trying to give birth to my fruits. I've been trying to give birth to my assignment. I've been trying to give birth to everything that God said I was going to give birth to, and I can't. That's deep. Preach it. I ain't getting no communication. Mm. I'm stuck. And I'm in a place where not, no message is in and no message is out. In other words, even when God is trying to talk to you, you can't even understand you know, uh, there was a place in the New Testament where Jesus is telling the disciples, uh, seeing they don't see. And when you're in Lodabar, literally in your face, you still can't see him. 
God is literally in your ears and you still can't hear him. And he's just sending waves of, hey, mayday, mayday, SOS, I'm trying to help you. And you just don't get it. It's a place of no hope, no vision, a place where you feel rejection, a place of devastation. It is a place where nothing literally is growing. And that's exactly how you feel. You feel like, you know what, you haven't moved. It's like you feel stuck in this place. I don't know if you felt like that, but this is why we're here because she has felt that way. I have felt that way. We're literally, we're trying to give birth and to push out what we know we were created for. My God. And we just don't have the strength to push it out. Mm. You know, I just, I get emotional because there was a time that I knew I was called. I knew I had a calling. I knew God was calling me. Literally in the middle of the night, I would hear his voice say, lose. And I would get up in the middle of the night and I would turn on every light, check every door. Because literally I said, there has to be somebody in this house. Because I literally heard a human voice call my name. And that happened for months, right up until the day that I said, <laughs> kind of like Samuel, Lord, here I am. Speak for your servant hears. There's a moment that all of a sudden it just clicks. But this is where he was. He was in Lodabar, this place where he couldn't produce. He wanted to, but he couldn't. He was paralyzed. He was okay. crippled. That's a hard place to be. Right? That's a very hard place to be. My God, because it's like you're saying the mind. You know that a lot of times in your mind you're like, I want to accomplish this or I want to be this or, or you know, I want to be in this place. But it's like uh, your emotions and it's literally the computer. It's like the brain is the computer, mm. my God, but there, there is no connection. You're not connected to the outlet, right? Oh, and my so God. There, yes. There's no function. Mm. There's no function. And um, it's a break in communication. Yeah, it's definitely a break in communication. And so until you get plugged into that outlet, Mm. There is no way that you can be ran. You can't you? You won't have that power, right? To level up. Mm. My God, that is crazy. So you're you're saying that because the communication is there's a break in communication, right? When you're in Lodabar, that it literally means no communication, right? And so there's a break in communication. Your brain is saying, "Girl, you gotta get up. Mm. Girl, you gotta level up. Girl, you gotta leave that man." Girl, you, you got to stop doing the drugs. Girl, you got to stop hanging out with those girls because they're no good for you. And your brain is saying that to you. But the signal is not going Whoa. through for you to take action. Oh, Jesus. I don't know if you felt that, but I felt that. Literally, there is a break in communication. And the more you say to yourself, dummy, you need to get it. I said that to myself. Come on, you gotta get it. Come on, God is calling you, get up. Move, take action. And the more that I told myself, I just didn't know how. I just I just couldn't, the, the, it, it just wasn't translating. The brain wasn't saying to the nervous system, to the nerve endings, get up, get up. The signal was going in the head, but it didn't translate to the body to take motion. And sometimes when we come together, maybe you don't have the strength to get up. But when we lock arms and we say, you know what? You might not be strong right now, but you're going to use my strength. Come you're going to walk with my faith right now because maybe you don't have to get out. 
but you know what? I'm going to fast with you. Come on, sister. You can't pray because you can't, you don't see a way out of this. I'm going to pray with you. Come on, yes. let's, let's take the next three days and fast together. Mm. I'm going to stand in agreement with you. The Bible says if there, there was two people on this earth in agreement about one thing, and they asked the Father that it will come to pass. I don't know who needs a partner of agreement. I don't know who needs somebody to come and lock arms with them and say, you know what? You're not fighting this fight by yourself. You know what? We're going to be sisters. Well, this is a sisterhood. We're going to get together and we're going to move out of this place. Come on, I'm going to help you out of this place. I understand that your body's not getting the message. Your brain is sending the SOS mm. to help me, but your body is not receiving the message. I'm going to help you. I'm going to give you some of my strength. I'm going to tell you this is the way I got out. You can get out too. Right. Oh, my Lord. That's so powerful. Oh, oh my God. Lord. My God, my God. It also says <sighs> here um what does it say uh the lodabar is a place where where you don't see it and you and you don't believe it either mm. and my god when you're in that place where there is no vision there is no way that you can get out of there and, and so I, I remember being in that place and seeing people and, and seeing how you know they're being blessed and, mm. and they're leveling up and they're doing so many things with their life and i'm just still here and Stop. it was just like <laughs> my god my heart would desire to be in that place. Mm. I remember even, you know what? I remember even going into, into church and I would see the way that people praise the Lord. Like let's remove everything else. Right, right, right. Just see how people praise the Lord. And I was so shackled up in my mess and my sin and in just my loader bar mm. that I would, I would be scared to even lift up my hands. Ooh. I would be scared to praise. And so mm. I was shackled up for so long. Right. And, and I would always say, man, I want to get to that place. I want to get to that place. And I didn't believe that I can get there, my Lord. And it's like Pastor Lucy is saying, you need to find that person, find that person that'll lock, lock arms with mm. you and say, girl, I see you. You maybe you don't see it right now, but but I see a, mm. I see a leader. I see a, a, a strong woman. Yes. I see somebody that's going to be leading yes. other women oh, out of God. their motor bar. And so you need to find that person. If you don't have the strength, I'm telling you right now, find accountability, find counsel. I, it will help you. I'm telling you, that's the way to grow. But of course, seek the Lord. Yeah, of course. Seek the Lord. Mm -hmm. Amen. It's important, you know, you uh, something important that you said, Lodabar is a place of no vision. You know, the Bible says that my people perish for lack of vision, you know, and when we don't have vision, we perish because we stay stuck in a place and we die out. We dry out. Mm -hmm. That's what Lodabar is, a place of no passion. Nothing grows. So at the end of the game, you're going to have to dry out because there's nothing There's nothing flowing in and nothing flowing out. And and whatever doesn't reproduce has to die. Yes. Oh, oh my, my God. God. I, I think that this is important for everybody to understand that uh, there's times in our lives that if we if we don't get the signal, if we can't do it on our own, we might need to reach out to somebody that's around. You know, this, this is why we're creating this movement. This is why we're creating this sisterhood. You know, this is not just a Facebook group. This is not just any old podcast. This is a movement of women that up of being stuck that are fed up of being in a place of no pasture where nothing grows, where they can't produce. You were created to produce. Yes. Out of everybody else, out of the male species, out of everything, you were created to produce. That's why the only people that are able to give birth are women. That's deep. So you were created to produce, and when you can't produce, 
it creates a psychosis. It creates a, a, a trauma in your life because that was your design. You were designed to procreate. You were designed to multiply. And when you can't do what you were originally set out to do or created for, it, it, it creates a trauma because that is the function that you were brought to this earth to do. Jesus. So if you stay in Lodabar, you will dry out because you were created to produce. And in Lodabar, nobody can produce because it's a barren place. And so all of a sudden, we see here that David calls for him. David sends for him and says, bring me that boy because I need to do something because I am friends or I was friends with his father. The uh, verse 7 says, that when he got to the palace, it says here, don't be afraid, David said to him, for I will surely show you kindness for the sake of your father, Jonathan, because they were friends. I will restore to you all the land that belonged to your grandfather, Saul, the king, and you will always eat at my table. Mm. So I want you to understand tonight that value runs through your veins, okay? You have been seeing yourself through the eyes of those that oppressed you. You have been seeing yourself through the eyes of what happened to you. You have been seeing yourself through the eyes of where you are right now. And let me tell you, fear is a liar. Fear will have you thinking that there is no hope. Oh, my God. <laughs> Drop the mic, somebody. Mm. Fear will have you thinking that there is no way you're going to get out of Lodabar. That you're going to be stuck there forever. Because you know what? You're paralyzed. But I know a miracle working God. Come that on. even if you were paralyzed, God could make you walk. That yes. even if you couldn't walk, God could make your legs walk. Mm. That's the God that we serve. My God, I love where it says <laughs> that David called for him. The king called for him. Come on, somebody. My God. I mean, I, I don't know. If that right connecting. there just speaks. It just speaks so loudly my god when the sometimes we feel like we are not good enough for the king to call for us right we're I in love that, that place where we feel shame where we feel too dirty we don't feel like we're good enough you know you know how you say that you would hear the lord speak to you mm -hmm. or calling you mm -hmm. and you'd be like yeah i don't i don't think he's calling me no no, no i don't think be, he can be calling me you sure you call you me? you look to the back you're like no, no, it's you. No, no, it ain't me. It's her. It's her. She she speaks better than mm. me. She looks better than me. Mm. My God. And so a lot of times that's what we do. We look at the other person and say, that person looks like they're qualified. Ooh. But you know what, Pastor? My God. Mm. Pastor Love Lucy, that. Uh, this Sunday was mentioning that the Lord looks at our hearts. Mm. Amen. He looks at our hearts and I, he knows what conditions you are in right mm -hmm. now, but he still is calling for you. Oh Amen. And so you need to understand that he, although you don't feel like you're qualified for the king to call for you and come sit mm. at the table, my God, when he is calling and you know that he is calling, girl, get up and mm. walk. You know what? You got to understand that there is royalty running through your veins. Amen. Listen, Mephibosheth was in Lodabar crippled paralyzed in a place of no communication no growth no nothing but nothing could take away the fact that there was royalty blood or royal blood running through those veins pumping through that heart i want you to listen real good woman of god because you're here not by coincidence you're here not just by chance nothing in the lord is by coincidence and i feel the presence of god just telling you this you might be in lodabar and you might be paralyzed. 
but there is still breath in your lungs. Amen. There is still blood running through your veins. And that blood is royal blood because you belong to a father that is a king and he ain't going nowhere. He's going to continue mm. to pursue you right where you are. And we have to understand that tonight, that our worth, our worth was given to us by the one who created us. Jesus. Amen. So what, pastor, what do we do <laughs> when we're crippled at the palace? Ooh, come on, somebody. Did you hear what Fanny just said? When we're out mm. of those situations, but we're still crippled. Oh, my mm. God. So part two tonight. Come on, somebody. You better celebrate this. Part two tonight is called Crippled at, at the, the Palace. palace. Oh, my Lord. Did somebody catch that out there? Crippled at the palace. Mm. Proverbs 23, 7 says, for, for as he thinketh, in his heart so he is mm. oh my god so that means that you know what you might be out of lodabar but you still feel crippled mm. Mm. come on you're still haunted by those thoughts of when you were in lodabar Jesus. you're still haunted by the thoughts of the ugliness you carry you're still haunted by the thoughts that you know what you're not good enough you're not in lodabar anymore because mm. the king called you you are out of that marriage Maybe you're out of that nasty, toxic relationship. Maybe you're out of the hell hole where you were living, where there was domestic violence, where, you know, you, you couldn't even breathe anymore. Maybe you escaped the person that was, that's been molesting you or raping you for all these years. Maybe you escaped. Maybe you're in a safe haven, but the hell is still going on mm -hmm. in your mind. Crippled at the palace. You've arrived at a better place because you're no longer in that toxicity, but your mind is still captive Jesus. to the paralyzation of that Lodabar situation or that Lodabar season in your life. Oh my Lord. Girls, I don't, I don't know if this is speaking to you, but let me tell you that this was ministering to me and to Fani as we were talking about this and discussing what we were going to be talking about tonight. And I said, my God, this is just blowing my mind right now, even as uh, we're having this conversation, because you know what, we're called to beautiful places, but we still feel broken. Jesus. I might be standing in the palace with the princess dress on, and we still feel broken. And we still feel stuck. Oh my Lord. Listen, Mephibosheth was born to be the next king. Do you know he was the son of Jonathan? Jonathan was the son of King Saul. He was next in line. He was born with the sole purpose to take over the kingdom. Mm. Come on, analyze yourself because you were born to take over the kingdom. Yes. You weren't born because of an accident. You weren't an oops. Oh man, I had one, one too many drinks and I got pregnant. It was unexpected. Well, your mom might have unexpected it, but God so expected it because he's the one that formed you in, in your mother's womb. So you were not an oops. You were on, on purpose. And so this is what happens. Mephibosheth was born to be king, but he was dropped by someone who was meant to take care of him. Mm. You are born for the palace, but somebody dropped you. Oh, my Lord. The Bible says that he became crippled on both feet. He became paralyzed. There are many of us right now, Fanny, that are walking around. We're walking around. We have the ability to walk, and we're still paralyzed. That's deep. I wish somebody caught that. I wish somebody caught that. 
We're walking around, physically walking around, and we are paralyzed, paralyzed in our emotions, paralyzed and crippled in our heart, paralyzed and crippled in our mind. Our, our, our thought processes, our thought patterns mm. are crippling us. They are making us stuck because we're just thinking the same paralyzing thoughts. Oh my God. Oh my Lord Jesus. You were dropped so bad. Listen, this is this is this is a good one. You know, some people were dropped so bad they won't even walk into a church. My God. Have you heard those people? I have. I hear about it. I, I would never times. walk into another church because you don't know what they've done to me. They are so broken. They're so paralyzed and crippled by what happened to them. They won't even give God another chance when God had nothing to do with it. Jesus. Mm. Pastor, it says here that uh, David told Mephibosheth, mm -hmm. I will restore everything that belongs to you by birthright. Ooh. Oh, my God. So I don't know how you're feeling right now. If you're literally at the palace right now, mm. my God, and you're feeling like, you, you can't step it up. You feel like you can't step up to par, get up to par, come up to par. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Lord Jesus. Come on. But the king is calling. Mm. The king is calling for you. My God. What the devil forgot is that God said he will restore to you the years you wasted in Lodabar. Oh. Joel 2.25. I will restore the years the locust ate. So oh, you, my So Lord. you mean to tell me that... You think you wasted so much time and look, God is going to give it to you right back. My God. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I always, I, I, I love this part because, you know, one time when God gave me this verse, I was struggling. I was like, well, what do you mean? Once time is gone, it's gone. God, I mean, you, you make this happen. You, you worked out the time. Once the clock hits a certain time, the time before doesn't exist no more. Jesus. And I was having a hard time and I had to preach about it. And when you got to preach about it, you better digest that. Yes. You better chew it and, you know, swallow it again because you're going to have to explain it. And I was, I was having a hard time. And I asked God, I said, God, how in God's green earth can you return somebody time? He said to me this, remember that application you filled out last year to get some benefits and you, you, you filled it out last year around June and you put the date June and you filled it out in June and you signed it in June, but you're still waiting and it's now December. Well, guess what? If I decide to activate, right? And to, and to make sure that that application is passed through. If I decide that that application is valid and I say, you know what? Approved. I approve that application. Guess what? When they send you your check, when you when you filed in June, you getting retroactive, <laughs> sister. On. I don't know who's out oh there not understanding, God, but if God. you filled out the application God. last June and right now you're getting notice that you approved, you're getting the funds from June to December. Oh my God. And when God said that, it hit me like a ton of bricks. I said, "What? Mm. You mean I'm getting an, a retroactive check for all the years that I was in Lodabar? Every blessing that you were holding onto while I didn't get." memo where i was stuck on stupid where i was still in in toxic relationships you mean to tell me that you reserved all those blessings and you're gonna give them to me all at once retroactive my god pastor i remember Ooh, going through my that, god i remember going through that process where i'm finally at the palace right mm -hmm. i'm seeking the lord I, i'm alone because i everything literally that i knew 
the Lord just took it away. Stripped it away. Yes, he stripped it away. And so you get to that place where you're like, you're you're alone and you question the Lord. Mm. God, uh, um, will I ever get married? Come on. Because I, you know, you, you're in that place where, okay, you're at the palace, but your mind is still in Lodabar. Ooh. And so you're like, man, can, can I do better than what I had before? Oh my God. Come on, somebody. Will anybody treat me better than what I had before? Or um, let's say even with the music. I love um, that. Um, I want to get back to that. I like that. My God. It, music has always been my thing. And, and I've mentioned that to you. I didn't come to, I wrote my first song at 27 years old, 27 years old. And then to see how the Lord has restored so many things. Not all, I, I was single. I was alone, a, a single mother. I was alone. Didn't, wasn't talking to anybody. You know what? The, and ugh, I praise God and give him all glory. He brought me to, he brought me out of that place. Mm. He has uh, uh, restored the music, something that I thought that I could never use. Something you thought was dead. Something I thought was <laughs> dead. My God. And it's just, my God, blessing after blessing after blessing. And so when I see that the Lord starts moving and uh, giving me favor, I, I was able to get out of Lodabar. Mm. My mindset was still in Lodabar. And I was able to, to actually enjoy being at the table at the palace. Mm. My God. Let, let me ask you a question. When you got the blessings that you got, um, did you say to yourself, man, I should have just believed God sooner. Yes. Oh. <laughs> that happened to me. But going back to what you said, Will I ever have better? Mm. When I was in my moment, I said the same thing. I said, you know what? I think I'm going to have to settle. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to believe you, God, but I don't think it's going to be better than what I had because oh, what I had was everything. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> How we sit there with that mindset. Like, yeah, yeah. That, that was my good. And God, that, come, was my, that was my good. Yeah, that was what, what was good for me. But the yeah, Lord, I, I, the, I have great. My God, the Lord comes and he's like, what? That was good. Boom. Here you go. You ain't see what you I got for you. Yeah, you don't know nothing. You ain't seen nothing yet. You, you ain't seen good. Because <laughs> I said it's good. Right. Your good ain't that good. <laughs> you know, because you sit here at the other side of the river, at the other side of the table, and you say to, my, to yourself, you're like, man, what was I drinking like what was i smoking <laughs> what was i thinking Jesus. i thought that was it i thought that was everything i thought i had it made i thought that i would never find love the way i knew love because we always think our love is the right love yes. you know let me tell you something and i'm gonna put a little parenthesis here you know they always say, they have this thing that that people say love wins mm -hmm. not every love wins oh I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, I'm going to burst some bubbles tonight because the people love slogans nowadays, right? Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. want to be so relevant yeah. and you just want to quote these, these, these things that people say, right? These quotes that people say love wins. Yeah. Not every love wins. Whose love wins? Exactly. Mm. It's relative. Cause guess what? If I'm in love with a married man, that love ain't gonna, Ooh. ain't gonna win. If I'm in a relationship with a married man, that love is never going to win because okay. that man belongs to somebody else. That's and right. I'm telling you, out of testimony. Mm. So you can't say love wins. The only love that wins is God's love. Amen. God's love because it's perfect love. It is perfect love. Look at what it says, that love covers a multitude of sins. Jesus. God's love. God's love, not human love. Love doesn't always win. If it's not the, the love that is 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 quoted and, and given to us by God, it cannot win because it's it's human love. Yes. Human love fails. Holy 
time. That's why we've been paralyzed. That's why we've been dropped. Yes. That's why we've been crippled because people said they would be there and then they mm. left. People said they would love and then they stopped loving. I just fell out of love. Yeah. I just woke up one day and I don't love you no more. Mm. I don't feel the same. Mm. <laughs> Something just changed. Yeah. Really? So love wins? Not human love. Not human love. God's love wins all the time. That's deep. Every That's deep. single time. And so, you know, one of the funniest things, funny, is that we see Mephibosheth mm -hmm. cripple at both feet, paralyzed, called to the palace. He's at a beautiful place. And listen to what happens. Because <laughs> let me tell you, if I was stuck in Lodabar all those years, remember, he went there when he was five. Mm -hmm. this, this man was a man. That means he was there for a long time. Okay, you would have thought that when he was called to the palace, and all of a sudden, David in verse where do we just read that verse that we just read? It says here in verse seven, David told him, Don't be afraid. Listen, I'm not gonna hurt you, I'm just here to hook you up, I'm here to give you back what belongs to you. In other words, I'm not doing you a favor. Mm, this was always yours. This was always yours. You were born with this. <laughs> this was yours by birthright. Woman of God that is listening to me right now, this belongs to you. Mm. You ain't taken from nobody. Come on. You're not taking this from your sister. You ain't taking it from your neighbor. This belongs to you. You don't got to apologize for what God is about to do in your life. You don't got to apologize for being invited to the palace. Because let me tell you something. When I first got into this again and I, and I said, I'm letting go of sin, the sin that's entangling me and I'm choosing God. When I came to the table, I, I felt that I felt ashamed. Mm. I felt that I didn't belong. I wasn't clean enough. I wasn't good enough. And I felt like I had to uh, uh, um, ask or, or excuse myself, right? That I had to ask permission to sit at the table. Because I would see the, the woman next to me or the person next to me. And, and I would see that she had a beautiful dress. She was already mm -hmm. clean. She was already righteous. She was already walking in the Lord. And I felt like I had to, I had to ask for permission. Can I, can I sit right next to you? Is anybody <laughs> sitting here? Th th this is what I want you to understand tonight. There is a place at the table that is reserved only for you. Nobody can take it away. Nobody can take it away. And you don't have to ask anybody for permission yes. to sit there because it's your seat. But, oh, my God. Look at this. But you have to make the choice to show up, right? Come on, somebody. Because David called for... Mephibosheth. For, yeah, I can't pronounce it. Mephibosheth. He called for him. <laughs> mm -hmm. But he had a choice. That's he, right. He could have said no. But he showed up. Mm. Mm. His, mind was, right. his mind was in Lodabar. But he still showed up to the palace. Oh, my Lord. He was curious enough to want to find out what the king had for him. My God. And so today, that's what you have to do. Mm -hmm. I don't know gotta if you're up. in. Yeah. I don't know if you're in Lodabar, if your mind is in Lodabar, but you just got to show up. Mm -hmm. Be curious enough to know what it is that the Lord wants to tell you. What mm -hmm. it is that the king has for you. Amen. That's right. That he might have better for you. Yes. Because your good ain't God's great. Mm. And if you show up, you might be scared because Mephibosheth was scared. Mephibosheth thought, I've been running all this time. I've been hiding because you know what? If they know I'm alive, they're going to try to kill me. I don't want the throne. Mm. I don't want the throne because I don't deserve it. Look oh at God. me. I am paralyzed. I'm less than. 
I'm underqualified. I don't, I, I'm not even up to level. I don't want the palace. Just leave me hiding. I don't look the part. I don't look the part. Mm. I know I'm supposed to be king, but I don't look mm. the part. So just leave me in Lodabar. He was scared. He thought that David was going to kill him. That's why when he got there, he just humbled himself. He threw himself on the floor. Jesus. And he said, I'm at your mercy. I'm, I'm, uh, the Bible says that he 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 paid him honor. <laughs> look, at, look at what happened. This is the funniest part because you would have thought he would have been celebrating because yes. he said to him, I'm going to restore to you everything that belongs to you. Listen to this. You know, many of us, I, I, I saw somebody say something that you can tell uh, uh, somebody uh, when you give them power. You can mm. tell what a person is about when you give them power because when they have power, they will show their true colors. It doesn't mean that they change. The people say, oh my God, look at you. You change when you got money. No, 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 no. It just heightened who you really were. <laughs> when people get power, it just heightens who they really were. It's just that they didn't got no power, so they couldn't show up right. as much as they're doing it now. Mm -hmm. But he could have said, you know what? The world is going to hear about Mephibosheth because you know what? I was born right. to be royalty. And you know what? I'm glad you noticed. I'm glad you took notice and I'm glad you're giving me my rightful place at the table because although I'm crippled, that seat belongs to me. This kingdom belongs to mm -hmm. me. I am Saul's grandson. I am Jonathan's son. By royal blood, I belong in that throne that you're sitting in. He could have been like that. Yeah. He could have been celebrating. He could have said, you know what? You better send memos to everybody in, in, in the land, in the kingdom. Let them know that the man has arrived. Mm. But you know what the Bible says? That he did the total opposite. Go to verse 8 with me. Verse 8 says, Mephibosheth bowed down and said, What is your servant that you should notice a dead dog like me? <laughs> Not only was he at the palace, a beautiful place, and a mentality of Lodabar stuck and paralyzed. He says, Why did you call me? Why are you going to restore me? Little Bo Peep, right? <laughs> Why, you know, he referred to him not only as a, a dog, because you know what? You can say, man, I'm a dog. He didn't say that. He said, I'm a dead dog. You know what? As if being a dog wasn't bad enough, I think being a dead dog is even worse. Jesus. <laughs> he, he didn't even want to be just a dog. He wanted to be a dead dog. <laughs> no life. <laughs> no bark. Well, he was at the palace. No, no bark. Oh, God. <laughs> he had no bark. He was dead. My God. Mm. <laughs> he was at the palace and still considered himself a dead dog. Ladies, are you at the palace and you're still considering yourself dirty? Mm. And you're still considering yourself unqualified? Unworthy. Unworthy. Come on. Ugly, not enough. Mm. Feeling less than. Come on. <laughs> I've been called to a beautiful place, but I'm so broken. And, and that's um, a lot of our situations. We've hmm. been called to a beautiful place, to a beautiful palace, but we're still broken. And so how, how do you live that way? What, what do you do? My oh God. My God. You know, uh, it's like we're living a contradiction. Mm. You know, there's a story of, of when Mary was visited by the angel and the angel said, Mary, you are blessed and highly favored. And all of a sudden she's pregnant mm. and she looking around and she like, <laughs> Well, I, you know, I haven't known no man. I haven't slept with anybody. You're telling me that I'm blessed and highly favored, yet I'm pregnant. And it's not from my man. Oh. Are you saying I'm blessed and highly favored? How, how so? 
Because when they get to know that mama pregnant, there's going to be a scandal. <laughs> it's scandalous. You ever heard that? <laughs> this is scandalous. <laughs> oh, well, Facebook had something that said it's complicated. It's complicated. Less than highly favored, but yet I'm pregnant and it's mm. not from a man that I know. There's a contradiction. Sometimes what happens when what God says doesn't make sense? Oh, my God. God just said you're blessed and highly favored. God just said I'm going to give you back everything that you deserve, yet you still feel like a dead dog, yet you still feel dirty and broken. And like he cannot use you and you're unqualified and you're less than everybody oh, else. You're not nice. just a dog. You are a dead dog. Jesus. Ladies, <laughs> what do you do when you arrive at the blessing and still feel worthless, broken, and less than? What do you do? I'm sure that you, many of you have asked, your, have your, have asked yourself the question. I've asked it myself. I was there. I mean, I think that it is so easy for us to come up here and literally speak on the on this um, topic, yeah, yeah, or subject because we've been in this place. And so whenever we're speaking to you, it's, it's because we were there. So what do you do? I, I remember being in that place, coming to church, not feeling qualified, feeling dirty, not feeling like I can be used by the Lord feeling like I wasn't good enough for, for the Lord to use me. And I would look at every defect that I felt that I had hmm. because I wasn't affirmed by anybody, mm -hmm. right? And so I'm coming into, into this new uh, place. I'll call it the palace, right? Mm -hmm. I'm coming into a palace when I've always been in Lodabar. Hmm. I don't know anything. I don't know how a princess should sit. Ooh. Oh my God, I don't know how the princess should be holding the fork or the spoon or what side of the table these things go on, right? Have you ever My been invited God, to a dinner and I, you're like, which, which fork should I use? Right. Come on. And so I, I was in that place. Oh, my Lord. But you know what? God is so good that he still invited me to sit at the table. And he didn't care how I was holding on to every tool that was on that table while I was there. Oh, my God. Say that. Jesus. Say that. He was just happy that I came after he invited me. Mm. Amen. Because he had been calling me for so long and I have been running, mm. running from coming to the palace mm. because I didn't know what I was going to be expecting at the palace. Swell. My God. Sandra said, you just need to show up humbly. So good. Oh, my Lord. You just need to show up. The, the king does the rest. Mm -hmm. My God. That's right. So I remember coming into church, right? The Lord starts telling me that he wants to use me. Oh, my God. And I'm scared, shaking shaking out of my boots. I don't think he even let you get get uh, warmed up. No, no. You got there. It's like, I'm, I'm going to use you. Yeah. And mm. so that's why when you spoke about the Lord will restore what the locusts had eaten. Mm -hmm. My God. That speaks to me. Because literally, it was as if the Lord accelerated my oh, steps. Oh, my goodness. The Lord literally accelerated my steps. Wow. And if he did it with me, my God, he can do it with you. That's right. Every area in your, in your life right now that you feel is useless, you'll be surprised because those are the areas where the Lord will say, listen, I need you to do this. Okay. I need you to get up. Mm. I need you to go speak to that person. That's you right. You, you feel like you're not good at speaking. You know what? I need you to go speak. That's right. My God. Mm -hmm. And so the Lord starts stretching me. He started stretching me. 
until I was able to get out of that mentality. And I saw the Lord glorifying himself through mm -hmm. me. And I was like, you know what, God, you qualify me. That's right. I don't go in my strength. I go by your strength. That's right. Amen. That's right. Listen, ladies, it's, it's, it's crazy because we women, you know, I don't know about men. I only know about myself. So I could only speak for, for women, but we women, we clean up nicely, right? We put on some makeup. Nobody will ever know that last night we were crying mm. our eyes off. Nobody knows we ate a whole pint of ice cream watching some Hallmark movie, right? With our nice fuzzy socks on because we just needed to feel good. Mm. We put on a ton of makeup and we hide it so well. Let me tell you what happened to me. I was the best. I, I was the master of disguise. I would be able to put on a mask with this big, beautiful, happy smile. And every time I would go to church, to work, anywhere, man, why are you so, always so happy? What is wrong with you, girl? <laughs> Don't you ever go through anything? Here I am, single mother of three. I had no car. I had no job. I had nothing. I owed six months of rent, about to be kicked out of where I was. The only thing I, I could do was barter my, my food stamps because I couldn't even pay for my rent. Mm. So I had to be like, you know what? I'll buy you some food if you give me a little discount here and a little discount there to the, the landlady, right? And all of a sudden, I'm, I'm in this place and I'm just like, you know, I can't look like the hell that I'm going through. Mm. Nobody's going to hire me if I look like I'm about to, I'm suicidal. I, you know, I, I'm about to jump off a bridge because I can't make ends meet because I hate myself right now, because I hate that I'm putting my kids through this because I didn't get my life together when I should have, because I keep making all the wrong choices, because I can't get them out of my own way, because I'm stuck on stupid and I won't make a decision, because I won't take actions even though I know I'm living in ruins. And I had to put on this mask every day. And every I had everybody fooled. Mm. Everybody thought I was a happy person, that I had everything under control, yet inside I was dying. Women are the masters of disguise. Oh my God. We put a nice pair of earrings. And this, by the way, was not, uh, uh, we didn't coordinate this. This is sisterhood, you know? She, she felt she the vibes. Yeah, we, we from Jersey. So, you know, these are the Jersey hoops. You know what, what that means. But anyway. Listen, we put on some hoops, we put on some makeup, we, you know, wear nice clothes and good perfume. We feel good about ourselves. So we're going to carry on, you know, the show must go on, fake it till you make it. Mm. Have you ever heard that? Because that's what I used to do. And every time I would put on that mask and I would make believe that I was happy, but I was dying inside. And the days that I couldn't fake it, I'd say to myself, I'm not leaving the house today. I can't fake it today. I'm not strong enough to fake it. I don't got it in me to fake it today. So I ain't going out. Oh my God. I want that to sink in because you know what? We can fake the funk. We can make believe. But when you go back home and you look at yourself in the mirror or you take your clothes off and you're taking a shower and it's just you and the water in that shower and you're thinking to yourself, you know what? My life is just a mess. I've made bad choices. Jesus. I don't have it in me to fake it anymore. And those are the things that happen to us. But let me tell you, the great thing about it is that we can fake with other people, but the Holy Spirit can see right through us.
Yes. He can see the ugly truth. Let me tell you something. Because he saw the ugly truth and he still called you to the table. Mm. I love that. He saw how ugly we were behind the mask. Because everybody else thinks we're happy. But God knows that it's just a mask. That it's just a front. It's just a facade. That we are the masters of disguise. But the Holy Spirit sees behind the masks. The Holy Spirit knows what's behind the mask. And he still called you to the table. He still called you to the table because like we said before, love covers a multitude of sins. God's love covers all of our ugliness, all of our ugliness. You know why? The thing is, is that this is not by our own merit. Mm -hmm. This is not by what we deserve. The Bible says that this is by grace and grace alone. Uh, you know, grace is unmerited favor. In other words, you didn't deserve it, but you got it anyway. Oh, Lord. Oh, my Lord. Mephibosheth knew he didn't deserve it. That's right. He didn't feel the part. He said, you know what? I know you want to give me everything belongs to me, and I know it belongs to me, but I can't receive it. I don't feel like I, I can receive it. I, I'm uncomfortable with this blessing. My God. That's deep right there. <laughs> Haiti says we're our worst critics, but Ooh. God... We are, man. We tear ourselves down and we're just like, you know what? You're not good enough. Why are you faking the funk? Jesus. Who you think you are? Listen to what we say when we look at ourselves in the mirror. Who you think you are? Mm. I know you were invited to the ball. I know you were invited to the table, but who do you think you are? Jesus. You know you don't deserve to be sitting amongst those people. Those people are too, too holy. They're too qualified. Mm. Look at you. <laughs> oh, my Lord. You know, Pastor, I wanted to read uh, 2 Corinthians 12 to 9. And it says... Uh, 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9. Yes, sorry. Listen up. It says, three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is perfected in weakness. Mm. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly in my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest on me. Oh, Lord. That is why, for the sake of Christ, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in mm. hardship, in persecutions, in, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Oh, ladies, you Jesus. heard that? That is deep. For when I am weak, then I am strong. My God, Ooh. it is not by your strength. Mm. It is not by your strength. It is by the strength of the Lord. And so as we continue to come to that place where we're telling the Lord, God, I am coming into the palace mm -hmm. right now and I'm trusting you, my king, to take control of everything that I've been going through. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. My God. And we just need to remember that it is by his strength and not by ours. I, and, yeah. Go ahead. Did you want to say anything? I'm no. sorry. And also understand that this is a healing process. That's right. It is a healing process. It will not be overnight. That's right. It will not be overnight. And so, you know what? If you got to cry today and, and, Come and on. the next morning, you know what? Try it again. Put that smile back on and, and say, you know what? The word says that joy comes in the morning. That's right. I may be weeping tonight, but joy comes in the morning. Lord. I love that. So I, I just thank you, God. And I know that maybe I may be feeling weak in this moment right now, but I'm trusting you. Lord, because I'm trusting in your strength, That's right. Father God, to be able to go and That's to right. be able to uh, become everything you have told me that I would become mm. from the womb. Oh, my Lord. My God, because he chose you from the womb That's of your right. mother. Amen.
that's uh, that's just amazing how you know you just said you weeping may endure for a night it's okay to cry some of us we want to be so strong and we want to put this fake front that we got this no it's okay to cry yes. it says that that weeping may endure the night Take advantage of the night season and cry it out, sister girlfriend. Because when light comes, when the sun starts to shine, your joy is gonna come. The season of joy is about to dawn on so many of you women tonight that are gonna stick through this mentorship program, that are gonna stick through this uh, a season of, of mentoring, a season of sisterhood where we encourage each other. And the more that you continue to walk this out with us, the more that you're gonna see how the sun starts coming up on your darkness. Amen. And you need to remember hmm. that you won't be able to, to, to get rid of the scars. The scars are always going to be there, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. they're going to be your reminder mm. that uh, without God, none of this is possible. That, you know, Amen. that's one of the, the most important things I think that, that we have to understand. Mm -hmm. when, when you read that verse about, for when I am weak, then I am strong. Mm -hmm. I think that that weakness that God would allow you to stay with, because sometimes God doesn't take it all out. You know, Paul said, I asked him three times to take this thorn out of my flesh. And God said, no, I ain't taking it out because I need something in you that's going to remind you. Okay. That's going to remind you that without me, this is not possible. Come on. That underneath the table, you still cripple. Jesus. That as long as you sit at my table, you're going to look good. But if you try to get out of the table and, and you take your legs out of that uh, 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 cloth that is wrapping my table, you ain't gonna look good. Jesus. People are gonna know you cripple. Mm -hmm. Have you ever thought about that? That's deep. That's some deep stuff. If you stay sitting at God's table, you will always look good. But if you try to get out of there, people are gonna know you paralyzed. Jesus. Oh my Lord. So going back to the scars. <laughs> They are the scars to your beautiful. Mm. Those are the scars to your beautiful. <laughs> They're a reminder of where the Lord, uh, where you've been through, but where all, where the Lord has gotten you out of. That's right. Amen. And a lot of times we, we are uh, peeling scabs. Ooh. We're peeling scabs rather than letting them heal. Right. And so today, I don't know what you've been wow. scabbing, girl. Oh, I, I like don't know that. what you've been scabbing, but you, ne you need to let that wound heal. Mm-hmm. And you need to be able to sit at the table knowing that you are called for such a time as this. Oh, my Lord. Girls, I don't know if you're ready for some affirmations, but I, I'm I'm about drained with this. Because let me tell you, when we talk about these things, we literally go through the emotions we were going through when we were in that place. You funny, but the more I talk about this and I recount all the steps that it took to get to where I am right now, still unfinished products because I am not finished. Right. I'm still in the construction and so is Fani. And so of all, all of us that are here tonight. But the steps that took us where we are, those steps, when we talk about these things, it just recounts the goodness of God and how, you know what? We look good right now to you girls because we're sitting at the table. But if you looked under the table, mm. you can see some paralysis because we're not 100% perfect. There's nothing great about us other than that we serve the Lord. Amen to that. Oh, my Lord. My God. That, that's powerful. That is powerful. Because, they, you know, they might look at you or they might look at me and say, I want to be like her. She looked like she got it together. She got it all together. She could preach. Mm. She, could, she could sing. She could she talk could, real she could rap. Well. 
she could do all this real good. <laughs> and we, we might have you fooled. Right. But if you take a peek underneath the table, mm. go underneath, you're going to see the paralysis. Yes. Because those are the scars that will remind us that without God, we ain't nothing. And I want you to know that as we affirm, I'm also affirming for myself. That's right. Because I also have my own battles that I have to, you know, get Work through, through. Mm -hmm. day to day. And like right. Pastor saying, we're not perfect and I, we're never going to be perfect. And it is by the strength of the Lord that we can continue carrying on, mm -hmm. um, walking this walk out with God, trusting in him when we are weak. Amen. Let, before you do that, let me just read this here. Marlon says, I didn't want to join today, but I'm so glad I did. I needed to hear this talk. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Right there where you are, ladies, I want you to open up your mouth if you have a piece of paper. I always encourage you girls to write this down and go through it whenever you're having your down moments. Amen. Amen. And so today, the first affirmation, I want to declare that I get to that place of healing mm. today. I declare that today I let you into my hurt, hurting heart, God. I declare that you restore to me all that belongs to me Amen. in Jesus' name. I declare that your grace is enough, God. When I am weak, let yes. me understand that your grace is enough for yes. me, Lord. I declare your power is perfected in my weakness. Yes. Thank you, God. I declare I will sit at the table you have prepared for me. We need to understand that there is a table. There is a table for you. Love that. And I need you to understand that today. Amen. Mm, there's a reservation jesus yes <laughs> your seat is My reserved God. it is you reserved. just gotta show up yes i declare that i am royalty and not a dead dog mm. i don't care what anybody said about Come you on. i don't care how much a man or that person might have been a family member uh, uh someone in the church i don't care how much they hurt you Mm. You, I'm I'm here to remind you that you are royalty. That's right. You are chosen by God. Mm -hmm. You are not a dead dog, and you need to believe that today. In the name of Jesus, I declare that I am your daughter, God. Yes, my God. I want to say that one one more time. I declare that I am your daughter, God. Come on, repeat Jesus. that. Repeat that. I declare that you gave me my worth, and no one will ever be able to take it away. Oh, say that again. My God, I declare that you gave me my worth and no one will ever be able to take it away. You need to understand that today. Absolutely. Hallelujah. There is a place at the table for me. There's a table, there's a place at the table for me and for you, woman. Mm. Ladies, this has been a marvelous time that we have spent together. I don't know if you felt God but even as we discussed what we were going to talk about today, I just, you know, we were almost in tears because this is so amazing when you understand that you are standing in the palace, but you're still crippled. You got to do something about it. And the thing that you got to do is to sit at the table. That's the only thing that's going to hide your crippleness. It's the only thing that's going to take away that paralysis. You know, when you hide it under the, the, the skirts of grace, of God's love. Amen. And you have to understand that you don't have to ask permission to anybody to sit at that table. Uh, once again, tell them uh, what to subscribe and to rate. 
Will I look up something before we finish? Yes, ladies. We would like to. We would like for each of you to go to um uh our podcast on Apple and subscribe and rate us. Um, it it helps us get the message to uh, many more women out there in the world. Like we mentioned earlier on the podcast, we know that there are many women out there that need to hear this message. I know that if it's blessing you, I'm sure that it'll bless somebody else. And so, um, we invite you to please go subscribe and go rate us on Apple. Um, we're under Level Up Girl. Is it podcast, Pastor? Ah, uh, yes, Level, Level Up, Up Girl, Girl podcast. podcast. And so that would help us uh, tremendously, and we would greatly appreciate it. I want to finish off with a uh, poem that is one of my favorites, and um, it was written by uh, somebody that uh, is, is a secular writer, but um, it's one of my favorite poems. Let me just find it here while I do that. Uh, remind them of uh, we're going to be picking the uh, the winners next week. Yes, I want to uh, mention for those of you who may um, may have not heard, um, we are changing things up a little bit. Uh, we were typically choosing winners on the on the live, but what we're going to be doing is after um, we're done here, we'll see, uh, we'll check who shared it, and then we'll make our decision based off of anybody that who shared. And then on the next episode, next Tuesday at 8 p.m., we will be announcing uh, the winners. Um, so you won't want to miss it. That's it. Amen. <laughs> okay, so um, this poem is written by a woman by the name of Marianne Williamson, and it's been one of my favorite for a long, long time. You can look her up. It's uh, she's called Marianne Williamson, and the poem is entitled "Our Deepest Fear." Okay, and it goes like this: Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that others won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. It's not just in some of us, it is in everyone. And as we let our own lights shine, we, un we unconsciously give others people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. You're not serving anybody by feeling inadequate or acting inadequate. Mm. You are more than, than you think right now. You know, God created you with a purpose. You have self-worth and that is all inside of you. And it was given to you by God. There's nobody else that you need in your life to feel that self-worth and that value. That value was given to you by the one who made you. Amen. You are enough. You are enough. Your self-worth is enough. Your value is enough. And tonight I want to leave you with that. It's important for you to understand, ladies, that you know what? You might be crippled, but God is going to hide that crippleness. God is going to hide that paralysis. Those scars are only going to remind you that his grace was enough, that you are made strong through that weakness that you have. Amen. Through him. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us in this show, your show, our show, Level Up Girl. Girl. We are so happy that you joined us tonight. Please share this live. Listen, look for that uh, Facebook group tomorrow. Yes. Look it up. Join. Ask us to... Uh, um to accept you just you know say i want to join that way we know that you're interested if you already send us a message do it anyway because we have a list but you know it might not be everybody that wants to join so even if you send us a message look for that tomorrow 
make sure that you join. That way, uh, we're going to be doing special things for the, the people that are committed to yeah, this mentorship please. program. Amen. We're mm -hmm. going to send uh, different uh, little things during the week. Uh, we might even go live here and there, mm -hmm. but we will be there uh, um, giving you little perks for being part of the Faith Squad. Ladies, it's about that time to say goodbye. God bless you. Until next week on Tuesday, make sure you tell somebody about this podcast because somebody hasn't heard about it. Share it uh, on your uh, Apple uh, Music. Send it to one of your girlfriends so they can listen to it at work, on their break, on their way to work, on their way home from work whatever it is. We also have a couple of challenges coming up. We will let you know we're going to do a, a, a little video on some challenges that we will have, uh, testimony challenges, um, and some gifts that we have. So ladies, God bless you. We love you. Stay safe and understand and know your worth. We love you. Bye, girls. Wow, what a powerful message that was. Be sure to share this podcast with your friends and family as we release new episodes every week. And don't forget, it's time to level up, girl.